From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, Cleveland rocks. Baseball taking it to TCU on the road. And is this the beginning of the end for FSU and the ACC? Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida, 2475 Appalachian Parkway. Daily lunch specials from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for only $8.99 today. A delicious half-pound Black Angus burger made your way to order with your choice of a side for only $8.99 at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Tomorrow is trivia night. Corey Clark, reigning champ, uh, had the strap around his waist. Watch mm. out. Uh, and then Thursday night, bingo. Every day of the week, though, something awesome to do at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Something awesome to eat that's delicious and cold, cold beverages. Check them on out, 2475 Appalachian Parkway. Check us out, warchant.com. Five-star ratings and reviews on Apple, please. Subscribe to the one on the right if you're on Apple. Uh, YouTube, like it, subscribe it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What's up, Corey? Let's go. Right, Aslan. Yeah. What an introduction. Monday yeah. program, man. It's like the this is a little bit of a lull, I guess, we have this week, and then it comes fast and furious towards the end of the week, and then we're in the spring football, man. I guess, but we, you know, it was a pretty eventful weekend, starting with our man Alford on Friday. And then rolling into baseball mm. and Matthew Cleveland, it was, mm. a, it was a pretty eventful weekend for the down, the quote unquote downtime. All right, well, and let's... I'm sure you had a Tinder date to update us on. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that to the end. Uh, oh, okay, all right, people, all right. We got really, we got groundbreaking, uh, earth shattering stuff. Uh, Cora, I don't, I don't, I want to use this sort of metaphor, but I don't want to, you know, hit too close to home for a lot of viewers or whatever, a lot of listeners. It just feels like what happened over this weekend, and there was great reaction and analysis uh, from Irish Ophel, Gene Williams, and Tom Lang on our YouTube channel as well as Warchant.com after a scheduled meeting that Michael Alford had with the Florida State University Board of Trustees sort of outlining what's going on in the world of athletics. And just, I mean, I don't, when you're in a relationship and you're married and somebody brings up the D word, like you, there's no coming back from that. I don't know if we've been pushed to that level with the comments that Michael Alford made on Friday, but when you start talking out the fact that you're $30 million behind everybody else, what he used, your peer, your, your peers and some other adjective used that basically say the guys in state like Florida, yo, they're going to start lapping us. When you talk about this huge discrepancy in revenue and then your, you know, your board of trustees president is basically saying it sounds like it's impossible to kind of make this up. And then you say, it is impossible. Um, Pete Thamel's article said some guy was like, ah, it won't be six months, but six years things will change. Man, it's going to be a lot closer to, I don't know, 12, 18 months in my window and my belief, I think. What, what changed in your mind from Friday? What did you take away from those comments? Well, I, I just, I think there was a reason it was said because, um, you know, we all know this. This isn't like this just happened. Um, I, I was... I've been saying it, you've been saying it, we've all been saying it for years, but specifically the last year, well, once Texas and Oklahoma happened, hmm. like this is crazy. Like you're going to be, you're, you're not just 30 million behind, that adds up. Over the course of a decade, you're going to have $300 million less than the people you're trying to compete for national championships with. Uh, that's not fair, that's not equitable, but beside that, that's um, untenable 
You, you can't, and I think that was the, I don't know what is either behind the scenes happening or what behind the scenes happened to make Offord kind of bring this up on uh, this past Friday. Uh, it seems like there was something, there was an impetus somehow. Um, but either way, man, it's uh, it's not like what he said was earth shattering because yeah, if you want Florida State and Clemson and Miami, or just, I guess the, for the purpose of the people listening to this show, Florida State, to compete um, nationally with, with the SEC and the Big Ten, you can't be $30 million less operating revenue every year, $30 million less revenue, $35 million less revenue every year. That's just not, that's not a, the level playing field. So I think he was just, it was, there was a reason for it. Quite haven't been able to pinpoint it yet. Uh, but there, there's a re, there was a reason for why he said it when he said it. And you see you know those I mean? words, right? I mean, talking about it's yeah. impossible. And then, you know, seemingly bringing up the fact that the ACC is trying to create solutions, but they ultimately are most likely going to fall short, right? And he mentioned the fact that there's there's discussions about maybe unequal revenue sharing, and he's yes. he's talking specifically about the amount of money this university, this athletic program brings to that conference and how much they get versus how much they're bringing in and how that's not really comparable or maybe even fair and equitable. I mean, using those kind of examples, I feel like this is – Man, this is laying the groundwork or fueling up the jet to take off and try to go somewhere. But I guess to your point, you know, we don't know exactly where that other shoe is. Why come out and say this stuff now that's been floating out there for so long? But surely a guy of his stature that's been around in the game for so long, I mean, either posturing or, or sees things on the bend that he needs to kind of get out front of it now and maybe, I don't know, maybe this kind of lets some conferences out there know, which obviously, I mean, Florida State – you can't be happy in this conference. Maybe this is part of it. Like, you can pay the money to get out of this this conference, which is what, $120 million, Ira's article yes. said? Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that you leave the conference, find a new home, and everything's great. It's still that whole grant of rights, which means that all the revenue that you generate from television still remains in the ACC, even if you leave. So it's like this two-pronged thing. But surely this lets the conferences out there know, we're looking into it. We realize how much it costs, and we're really not that happy. It kind of feels like a passive-aggressive or maybe just shrewd way of also alerting people because you need to have a landing spot. You just can't come out and blindly say, I want to leave, and you don't have a backup plan. Or well, right, and, I, and I don't think it was necessarily him saying flat out, let's leave, let's get out of here. He did bring up the revenue distribution, which I don't know how that would work, but I'm all in favor of it. Uh, it is ridiculous. That's that lipstick Boston, on a pig, though. No, that's lipstick on a pig. No, no, it, no. It's more than that. Uh, okay, if you take, so. if you take, let's say the the schools that don't bring in any money, which is quite a few, but let's <laughs> let's limit it to Syracuse, Boston College, Wake Forest. Uh, and, and I know Wake Forest is good at football, but they just bring nothing. Uh, uh Pitt, uh, whatever. There's four or five teams, or all of them. I don't care, except Florida State and Clemson. If you come up with a model you could get closer to that number. If like you make 50, let's say you make $51 million, Boston College makes 21. You've taken, you take, you know, you get four and a half million dollars of the Boston College money, so does Clemson. And then you get four and a half million dollars of the Syracuse money, so does Clemson. You get four and a half of Pitt, so does Clemson. If you could come up with something, well, now you're at, what is that? Four and a half times three, that's 13 and a half million dollars. So now, instead of making thirty million, thirty-five million dollars in revenue a year, you're up to forty-eight five. All right, now you're close to sixty. You know what I mean? There's seventeen million dollars behind annual. Yeah, but instead of thirty, right? But that I mean, that's it's that's it. You're at least it's a start, right? Yeah. It's a start, and 
I know it seems outlandish, uh, but you know, it's it, he's not wrong. And I wrote the story. We've talked about it. You look at those YouTube numbers on top of the ratings numbers and just the revenue that Florida State brings in in general. I, I thought that was an interesting. I don't quite know the methodology they use for it, but um, offered and uh, offered said that if you took away just the TV revenue, if you took away the TV revenue that all these schools get, Florida State's the third most profitable school in the country. Now, obviously, they're for, they're 14th now, I think, and that's you know that's behind. Um, you know, whatever, whatever. I, I, maybe they're not even 14th. They're, they're, they're deeper than that. They're like 20th or 25th. But he said that if you took away the TV money, Florida State would be third in the country in revenue generated. Mm. Uh, it's a, that's a, that's it. That is an attractive, attractive entity for one of these conferences to want. It's also an attractive entity, entity for the ACC to want to keep happy. And maybe that's what Friday was about. Mm. Keep us happy. Keep Florida State happy because they pay the bills. They keep the lights on. We haven't gone so, to the lawyer yet, but we're, we're thinking of going to the lawyer. To right. get the, we haven't gone um, yet, though. Make but, it better. But, you know, keep them happy, right? Like, keep keep the schools that make the money for you happy because if Florida State and Clemson leave this conference, which you absolutely, if this thing gets to 2036, you can absolutely guarantee that they are going to leave this conference. If the ACC wants to be anything at all, in the next 20 or 30 years, they have to keep Florida State and Clemson happy. And you don't do that by splitting money with Wake and Boston College and Pitt and tell them to be happy with their $32 million. I know, you know, I know you're unhappy, but hey, you signed the deal. You know, you signed the deal in 2015 or whatever it was, or 2016. You're the one that signed it, so you have to live with it for the next 20 years. Meanwhile, as Offord pointed out, not only does the SEC, not only does the SEC deal come up again in like a year or two, it will come up again in like 2034. So they'll get to they'll get to go to the open market twice before the ACC gets to go to the open market once. That's how bad this deal is. In the ACC, if they try to um, basically hold Florida State and Clemson hostage, then you guarantee that Florida State and Clemson are bouncing, and they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of ill will. So if you if there's any future at all for the ACC to be a power conference, they have to have Florida State and Clemson in it. And so you might right now in this tenuous time in the future of, of college athletics, you might want to keep Florida State and Clemson happy. And if that means giving them a bigger share of the pie than the other schools that quite frankly don't matter because they don't pull in money, do it. Do it. And maybe you have a shot at keeping them. You probably won't, but that's your only shot, right? Right. But 2036 feels so far away, Corey. I don't want to it wait is, that long. It is. It's 13 years. I'll be, I'll be 60. Brady will be, I don't know what Brady will be. Brady will be in his probably third year in the majors. Right, all right. Probably looking at arbitration, going into his yeah. arbitration hearing. So we'll <laughs> see how that goes. Um, yeah, man, it is it is a long, long way away. I I, I think there was, they, they obviously clearly, the, the, the number one goal, I think, is to get out of the ACC. Yes. But if they have to stay in the ACC, he's trying to find an avenue where they can be competitive. And wouldn't the ACC, like, look, Wake Forest isn't ever going to win a national championship. Neither is Syracuse, neither is Virginia, neither is Duke. I guess neither is North Carolina. Georgia Tech is, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there, there, there are seven or eight schools, maybe 10, that have zero chance. Well, the future of college athletics and the money provided is all about football. So give the teams that are actually going to try to compete for national championships in football as many resources as possible to do it. So if you have to give, if you have to tell Boston College, I'm sorry, 
Florida State is going to make $50 million this year. You're making 20. Deal with it. Then that's what has to happen because they're trying to keep our lights on and pay the bills. So, yes, take the money. If it's, what is it? If it's, let's say it's $30 million for 14 schools. That's $420 million. Right now, Florida State gets one fourteenth of it. As Michael Offord pointed out, meanwhile, they make up, I can't even remember the numbers. I wrote them down. I can't remember what they were. I thought he said like 15% or 18% right. of the total revenue. Um, even though they're one, you know, one fourteenth of the one fifteenth of the conference. So give them their just give them. What would that be? Give them, uh, you know, 15% of the total revenue. Then they'll, they might, you know, they might be able to compete with Georgia and Florida and go win national championships for your conference in the most important sport that matters, but we'll see. And again, Clemson's been close. Clemson's won a couple. Um, not close. They've won a couple. Florida State has a chance this year. Just over the long haul, as these deals progress with the bit with the Big Ten and the SEC and the TV money, it just feels like you the 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 gap as it gets wider and wider, it might just become almost impossible to keep up. You're right. Uh, Florida State generates 15 percent of the revenue that comes into the ACC through media contracts, according to Iris reporting. Uh, and then the quote is, we only get 7% of the distribution Yeah, from Alford. So um, so double it. I mean, literally, like, right? You know, it, yeah, doesn't State, that seem fair? Florida State and Clemson combined mm-hmm. to generate about a quarter of the yes. revenue television-wise for this conference. Yep. Two schools. Yep, yep. And that's also, that. that's not just one year. That's not just, hey, Florida State was good in 2022, and they had some marquee games on different nights. So, of course, they did. No, this was... This was for a while. I think this was from 14 to now was when he did this study or what the what the slides were. So this is a, this is almost a full decade's worth of data. 16, nobody else. Nobody else. Sorry, okay, sorry. so think about that. That's even better for Florida State's standard, Florida State's purposes because for most of that time, Florida State was awful mm. or at least not good, and they still made up 15% of the revenue. Imagine now that they could be good again and just what that could do for your conference, what that's going to do for the money in your conference will reward them. They matter. They just matter more than NC State. I'm sorry. If y'all just want to if y'all want to be the Big East and just care about basketball, that's fine, but you have some people that are really trying to win national championships in football. Try to take care of them. You're the one that anchored them down to this ridiculous deal because the former commissioner just completely I don't even know how else to say it, screwed every team in the conference for the next two decades. So, it had no foresight at all. So you're tied down to this ridiculous grant of rights deal. At least keep the teams that are trying to win championships competitive. So yeah, give the give Florida State and Clemson 25% of the total revenue. They can keep up with Alabama and Georgia, I promise. That's a lot of money. What's 25% of, uh, what do we say, 420? I can't do math, gang. You're looking at about $51 million, I think. And 25% of 420 would be $105 million. So you split that up twice, uh, between two. So that's $52.5 million. If you split it up between Clemson and Florida State, you know what I'm saying? Like if you right. just want to split it up equally because they make up about 25%, yeah. if you say these two schools get a quarter of the revenue since that's what they produce, they produce the – they they're they the each ones get 12.5%. We're, we're like 12.5%. Yeah, basically. Stick, so that's $52 million. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, that's really close to Ohio State and Alabama. That's close enough – that the competitive advantages you do have of recruiting in the state of Florida, having this fan base, having this history and tradition, you can compete with $52.5 million if the other teams are making 60 or 63. Okay. You can't compete at 31 when they're making 60. 
All right. Anyway. All right. Doesn't that seem fair? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I feel better, Corey. All right. That could get you to 2036, right, gang? Right? Could have some more. You could have, hey, man, you got 15 more years of Snuggy Hill. Come on, gang. Alien tape ads. I mean, where Mm -hmm. would be? All of it. Come on now. Drink it in. Let's drink it in. Let's also drink in some vitamin energy. Vitaminenergy.com. Promo code WARCHANT. B O G O. It tastes so good, the pink berry. It's delicious. It's almost knocked off Tango Orange in terms of my favorite vitamin energy. It energizes me for up to seven hours, gets me ready to go to the gym, Corey. I know it does the same for you. And the good folks at vitaminenergy.com, they're Florida State grads, several of them, and they're giving that promo code to our listeners, WarChant, B-O-G-O. Buy anything off the website, vitaminenergy.com, and you'll get an item of equal or lesser value for absolutely free. Corey, I know you're excited to get back down to Tallahassee, but aren't you excited to get all your new, uh, your swag, your Vitamin Energy swag, like your gear, uh, the merch, the merch and the potions, the shots. Yeah, man, I, I want to I be able to represent when I'm out in the out and about in the community. Yeah. Absolutely. By the way, did you do the uh, the sleep one? Uh, the that's eight, tonight. The that's going to be oh, Sunday. Okay. Right. Uh, man, I've been just doing a bunch of house uh, chores, improvements. Oh, so I, yeah. I, I've been naturally sapped. I haven't needed the help of it. So right. uh, we've been rocking and rolling. Uh, I was going to say, I, I, I actually felt it for the first time. Um, when was it? Saturday. Because I didn't have them with me. I didn't have my vitamin <gasps> energy. And I felt a difference. Like, but I was not like, bad, though. It wasn't like withdrawals. You're just like, well, wow, I, I feel bad. No, it was just like I, I felt when I, was, when I was working out. I'm like, man, I just don't have the energy mm. I've had when I've, when I've used the, uh, the workout stuff. The sour apple mm. that is my go-to. That's because it's all natural caffeine in vitamin energy. You get no sugar crash. And there's no sugar, non-GMO, vegan, gluten, certified free. So check it out, vitaminenergy.com, promo code WARCHANT, B-O-G-O. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, I mean, I, I've been sleeping on the basketball team all season with reason, mm. though, Corey, right? Sure, I'm absolutely. All, Very good reason. You can yeah. solve me a little bit. And then you find yourself, what, down 23, 25 at half? 23 at half, 25 uh, early in the second half. John Ruiz, uh, the heavy hitter, booster, one-man NIL operation down there, uh, tweets in the middle of the first half when Miami is up by 21. FS who? Yeah. And felt bad, looked pretty dreary. Uh, you watched the game, though, Corey. You wrote about it and everything. I haven't watched it. I was watching. I was tuned into the baseball game. One, the world happened. And Miami obviously probably thought this was a repeat of last time they played yeah. Florida State and Tallahassee where the, the Knowles really didn't put up much of a fight. Uh, how, do you, how, how can you explain Leonard and his guys finding a way to win and pull this off? Losing the lead in the absolute final seconds, but then Matthew Cleveland pulling up, and this is the second time he's had a, a buzzer-beating shot in his career here at Florida State and uh, sucked the soul out of an opponent. Uh, what were your takeaways from it? How did it happen, man? Illustrate it for us. I actually think it's his third. third I think okay. he had one early on last year, like on a layup or a tip-in, uh, I feel okay. like. Okay. Uh, but it's definitely his uh, his second ACC absolute buzzer-beater where, like, I hate – it used to be in my day, Aslan, when you'd hit a 
a shot at the buzzer, mm-hmm. the game would just end and everybody would walk <laughs> off the court and celebrate and everything. Now they got to go watch the film and it's like, oh, it went through with point one. Yeah. So there's point one to the clock and all that nonsense. Well, he's actually hit two, like a couple of snares were even like that. Um, but not not Cleveland, man. The, the buzzer is sounding as the ball is airborne. Uh, it's It's been pretty remarkable, these two shots. As for the game, man, like I'll be honest with you. So I was watching, I was doing the game threads on the on the boards for baseball and basketball. And I was, you know, I wasn't. I offered was to no help need. everybody. Corey just wanted to take it all. No, nah, I was so. fine. Brady's game, Brady's game was canceled. I was like, all right, I don't get a ton of free Saturdays. Let me, let me, let me do what I can for the for the guys here. Um, and so I was watching. I was kind of half watching because it was. I mean, they were down. They were down like sixteen to four out of the gate. Like you said, they were down twenty three at half. They weren't competing. Every time I turned up from the baseball game because I had it on the iPad and I was look. I had the game on the the, the basketball game on the big TV. Miami was dunking another ball. Yeah, they were dunking or laying it up. He shot 67% in the first half. Just not no no urgency, no defense, nothing. Nothing to celebrate, nothing to be excited about, except Chandler Jackson hit a couple threes. He, they were down by 23 and a half. It was ridiculous. And then I'm watching the baseball because that's getting closer and closer after Florida State took a big lead on Saturday. And then the basketball is getting closer and closer. And I'm like, what? How are they only down 15 right now? They just, And then I started, once they got down, cut it to like 15, I'm like, okay, I'm dialed in for sure. I'm watching this. And I can't explain it to you, man. I don't know what happened to Miami. Um, Now, that's not to take credit away from Florida State. They showed a lot of fight, finally. Um, But as I tweeted about, it really might be the most unbelievable win in Florida State history. And you can, not just because they pulled off the biggest comeback in ACC history, but I can guarantee you the other teams that are right around there that were like, they, they came back from 23 down or 22 down or whatever, whatever record they broke, that team that broke the record that came back from 23 to win a game was probably a good team that had a bad half and then started playing like itself. This is a bad to horrible team that played horrible like it has for most of the year and then somehow out of nowhere found a magic half to go score 54 points and actually get some stops on defense, create turnovers, create takeaways, get steals, get runouts, breakaway layups. Like, it was unbelievable. It's 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 the most embarrassing loss of the Jim Laranega era. <laughs> right? They, you were, I don't know if they were joking on this, but they called it a quad four loss. Is that a oh, thing? Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, Florida State, I'm sure, is in the fourth quadrant. Um, yeah, because Clemson lost at Louisville the other uh, earlier in the week, and that was a quad four loss. So yeah, there, there is a quad four. Um, is it? Hey, is a quad one win for the Knowles though, gang? I don't That's know right. what it did to the RPI. <laughs> they might be quad three now. Seth Greenberg they might moved into quad three. Dude, they were doing like the halftime show, the Gonzaga game. They were showing highlights of it, and Seth Greenberg's like talking to Alfonso. I was like, Florida State could they be a bit seal? They're playing pretty hot of late. I'm like, what? No, he did not. He I did swear, not say that. I swear. I know he might have been. Trying to needle us, but he said, "I'm like what?" No, but no, anyhow, he, he had he had to be joking. But yeah, no, I, I it, it's just impossible. So anyway, my point going back to where I started was, I had already written the game story at halftime. Yeah, I even had the headline: FSU blown out again by Miami. Uh, Seminoles tie all-time school record for uh, for losses in a season. That was all written, and uh, you know, because and I had written I had written the whole story too. Like Florida State never competed in the second half. The lead only got down to, like, I'd written the whole thing, and then I'm like, man, I'm going to have to change this story a little bit. Once they got it under 10, I'm going to have to make it, I'm going to have to let people know that at least they got it close. And then all of a sudden, they're in the lead. And I'm like, what in the world? Um, so, yeah, I had to rewrite the whole thing, but I, which I was happy to do because it was a cool moment for a team that's had very few of them uh, this year. But, yeah, inexplicable. 
an inexplicable loss for a good team. Miami's a good team, man. Um, I know they were missing a guard, but the way they played in that second half, rushing shots, horrible turnovers, not getting back on defense, they played as if the game was over. Because why, and also, why wouldn't they think that? Leonard even brought that up after the game. I watched some of his press conference. He's like, look, we, they blew us out the first time. They were up by 23 on us at halftime. Of course they were going to have a lull because they knew the game was over. They knew they could name their score. Basically, that's, that's me talking, not Leonard. But he did say he expected them to have a little bit, bit of a lull. That's a natural. That's human nature. But all of a sudden, with 10 minutes left, it's only like a six-point game. And they still wouldn't guard Caleb Mills. Uh, just, again, in, inexplicable. An inexplicable win. It's cool. Um, as I told uh, Brady when I was telling him that, about the school record, I'm like, well, unless Florida State wins the national championship, they are going to still break the school record for losses in a season. I guess they could beat, they play North Carolina tonight at home, see if they can build on this big win. Um, but yeah, they, they have 20 losses. The, tie, the, the school record is 21. So unless they win out, which would mean winning the last two games of the regular season, the last one's at Virginia Tech on Saturday, and then every game in the ACC tournament, and then every game in the NCAA tournament, I mean, that would be, hey, man, why not, Aslan? You think Seth that could Greenberg happen? says they're a bid stealer. Yeah, they're a bid stealer. I have no idea what that means. That's a ridic- I mean, maybe he thinks they could knock somebody off. Like if they beat a bubble team, right? Yeah. they could knock them out as a quad four team. A loss to them would, would kill your chances on the bubble. But, uh, and here's the thing, as cool as it was, it's one win. Oh, stop you know, it, Corey. It was cool. There know. we go. P- period. Period. Okay. No, no right. post. But I mean, the the I I was I was so done with them at halftime. Like once I saw layup after layup after layup, I'm like, what? Are, this is every this is antithesis of what Leonard Hamilton is all about. What in the world is this nonsense? They don't care. They're not even trying. And then you know what? For 20 minutes, they really tried, and it was fun to watch. Whether he makes that shot or not, it was cool that they at least battled back into the game. Because so many times this year, like think about NC State. Think about the first time they played Miami. They got down by 20 and then lost by 30. Like didn't even didn't even compete. So the fact that they were at least competing was cool to see. And then my man, of course, after Florida State, somehow leaves a dude wide open on an underneath out of bounds play. I don't know how you leave that guy wide open. I don't know what Cameron Corn is doing. I know he's a freshman, but we're 30 games in now, man. How do you leave the guy you're guarding wide, wide open like that, like it's a, um, a three-point contest? It's insanity. But even after that, for Cleveland to call for the ball, because he knew Worley wasn't going to shoot it, call for the ball, take his one dribble, and rise up like that, that was a, that's, a, that's an awesome moment for him. Maybe it's something to build on for the young guys. Um, it's still been an awful year, but it was a really cool win. It was a really cool win against a, a program, frankly, you've owned for a long time now. The NFL season's come to an end. So it's the off season, right? Spring football, we're waiting for it. But you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere that's going on over at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT to claim a bonus of up to $2,000, depending on your uh, deposit amount. To get the deposit bonus, just use the WARCHANT code. And it's simple. Just bet your deposit total once, and then you can withdraw and enjoy your winnings. With my book, you can bet on the NBA, the NHL, the UFC, or play for a share of big cash prizes in weekly online blackjack tournaments. You can even bet on spring training. Blue Jays, Bravos, uh, Braves, the betting favorite in this Mm. noon game, this noon tilt uh, later today, Corey. So it's all there. If you can bet on spring training, 
I mean, good gosh. What are you waiting for? Get up there and have some fun. But do it responsibly, right. everybody. And use the promo Absolutely. code WARCHANT and do it over at mybookie.ag. MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Use that promo code WARCHANT. Elsewhere in the world of Florida State Athletics, Corey. Women's tennis winners on the weekend against Boston College 5-2. to two. Men's tennis 6-1 to one over UCF. Beach volleyball season started, Corey. They're 5-0 mm. and oh, uh, with wins over Coastal Carolina, Cal Poly, Washington, Florida International, and South Carolina. Softball went 3-0 and oh on the weekend, took down Lamar, Florida Gulf Coast, and Troy. And Link Jarrett and the Knowles going to Fort Worth. James B. was out there. Shane Kirkley was out there. That's Kirk right, Knowles. Yeah. Pillars out there supporting the Knowles. They had a good one, man. Florida State wins the series. Nearly swept it, uh, but they take the series against TCU, which was number eight in the D1Baseball.com poll. And they looked every bit uh, as impressive as you would think a team would that goes into another person's uh, ballpark and takes two out of three. Ten to one on Friday, ten to eight on Saturday, which you mentioned you were keeping an eye on both those games. Uh, got a little bit hairy there, but, you know, that's a good team, so I, I wasn't all that panicked. And then they fell three to two, unfortunately, on Sunday. Man, this team's going to be good, Corey. This team's going to be a lot better, I think, than we had anticipated. Thank you, Link. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here, man. Sorry, Notre Dame, but you guys don't really care. They don't care. I can promise you that. Uh, yeah, not because they don't care about Link. I mean, you know, Link's a very good coach. They weren't happy to lose him, but, you know, we, we've seen Notre Dame baseball fans aren't even a thing. 300 people at their opener last year. Um, yeah, man, that was that was really impressive. Uh, that was a. It wasn't quite the super regional atmosphere you'll get because I think the weather was a little it's cold and it wasn't, there. it was yeah. cold. So it wasn't the biggest of crowds, but it was still a good crowd. Um, they faced some real adversity on the road for the first time. Um, I mean, again, like I said, Jacksonville is probably half and half. Um, this was a pro TCU crowd clearly. And to go on the road, I thought, I think the most impressive thing about the weekend was Bo Meister. I think that's the thing you build off. Bob Meister. It's Bob Meister, by the way. By the way, I'm going to call him Bo so I can say Bo knows whatever. Bo knows Meister, and I'm going to go Bah. Bah. There you go. Perfect. We got our we got our roles. Um. So Bob, was it Bob Meister? Bob. It's on his Twitter profile. He has it phonetically spelled B A H hyphen M Y hyphen S T I R. So it rhymes with Paul and Ma. Correct. Ballmeister. Yes. Well, I thought that was the biggest takeaway from the weekend. We know Crowell can pitch. Mm, um, we know uh, Jaime can hit. Cam Smith has ridiculous power. Um, they're going to have a pretty good offense, although Sunday was a bit of a mess. But, you know, that's one game in a series. They were very good uh, all week until that game. But Ballmeister, golly, Clark, get it together. Ballmeister is a very big development. Because baller. now that's a ball ball meister's a baller. He's a baller. There you go. That's a good that's a good way to remember it. Um a mnemonic device. I think that you, you like I said, you knew Crowell, you knew to a lesser extent Whitaker. Those guys are arms you can depend on. You didn't have any other arms that you knew you could depend on. Montgomery and Ballmeister pitching like they did. Montgomery didn't get the win on Sunday, but he I think he gave up one run in five innings. A ballmeister gave up zero runs in six innings or close to it. So those two guys combined against the number eight team in the country to pitch about 11 innings with one run. Uh, that's really, really good. That's very, very promising here as we turn into March. Because, But I, I still wonder, uh, as good as the weekend was, and it was a great weekend overall, offense was very good on, on Friday late and Saturday middle innings, what 
are you getting all you can out of Crowell? Because I was under the impression, I could be wrong, and this isn't fair, I thought he'd pitch twice a weekend. Yes. If he's only going to pitch three innings in a series, which now you've played two series, and he's pitched uh, three innings in each series. The, uh, he's pitched three innings on each Friday night. Now, he, he helped win you the game on the first Friday, but I feel like if he was available Sunday, you might have gotten yourself a sweep. And so, because you pitched Andrew Armstrong as many innings as you pitched uh, Wyatt Crowell, right? Or close to it. That, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense from a, a staff development um, angle. Like, Andrew Armstrong's a nice arm. He's going to be a big arm for you. But should he be pitching as many innings um, as, as Wyatt Crowell? Yeah, he's pitched seven and two-thirds. Uh, Wyatt's had six. So. What about Oxford? What's Oxford at? Uh, Oxford, five innings, four appearances. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, and he pitched some in the the midweek game. Like, I, I just feel like they still haven't quite figured out what to do with Crowell because that's too good an arm yeah. to have no impact the last two games of this. If he's a reliever, if he's a reliever, that's too good an arm to not pitch on Saturday and Sunday in two close games. Like, you had a two run lead in the ninth inning on sa- on Saturday. You didn't. Uh, you had heck. You had the you had the tying runs on base on in the eighth inning on Saturday, yeah. and you don't go to your best pitcher then. And then you have a 2-1 lead in the seventh inning on Sunday, and you don't go to your best pitcher then. Okay, so is he just a Friday guy? Is that is that his whole role? Are we really looking at it? Is he just going to be the guy that comes in after Baumeister? Because oh, almost Baum- had, said, oh, okay, Baumeister. Come on, man. After Jackson? Uh, J-Dog. J- J-Dog, J- J- yeah. Uh, that's, that's, my, that's my one, uh, not even a worry. It's just the one, the one angle I'm going to keep watching yeah. over the rest of the year. It, the rest of the month for sure is what 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 exactly do with do with Crowell but overall man yeah I would think Florida State fans are very excited about what they saw and if you didn't see it and trust me that broadcast was horrific if you did not see any of the games this weekend or just reading about them or listening to them you've got to be very excited um, about go, a team that could not win on the road at all goes on the road wins two out of three wins three out of four over the week yeah and then almost pulls off a perfect four no road trip came had a 2-1 lead in the seventh inning, and then, uh, yeah, Nander made an error, and they lost the game. Oh, did he? Is that what happened? Yeah, I was... he threw it away. Now, they might have lost the game anyway. It was already tied 2-2, but he with runners on first and second, ground ball hit to him with one out. Um, he threw it away, allowed the, uh, the go-ahead run to score. Uh, what do you think about James Tibbs at first base? I don't know if he can play the position well or not, but I love he's one of those dudes that will spike the ball after a big – after they turn a double play, he's pumping his fist. I like the, I like the, uh, I don't know the fieriness okay. of him at first base. I do, man. I love that stuff. Will Clark uh, playing him all the time back in the nineties as a Braves fan. I used to hate it watching it, and I'm sure other teams and uh, hate watching Tibbs on the, uh, the 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 last part of a four six three or six four three double play. But I like an excitable first baseman. That's good stuff. Yeah, I was more concerned about there's a couple throws that got away from him, and I don't know how bad those were like throw. I mean, I know there was a couple that the pitchers were fielding, and then the throws were wide of the bag, and it's kind of hard to put on him. But again, it just it's a weird. I mean, I guess we're learning, we're growing, we're going to figure it all out together. And they're six and one, so I'm not complaining. But I just wonder if that's like the long term solution defensively at first base that put Tibbs out there. Yeah, he's got to learn. He, I don't think there's a spot in the oh, and by the way, Diamez uh, Ross. Uh, he wasn't play Sunday, right? No, he got he got injured on Saturday. We don't know the extent of it. To me, it looked like he hurt his finger on a bun attempt. He definitely got hurt on a bun attempt. 
Um, and it was him bunting for a hit. It was not a called bunt. Um, but he, he tried to bunt for a hit. I, to me, it looked like he, the ball hit his finger. Off and of that, his bat, then off his finger, or did he take the pitch? No, I think the, the ball hit off his finger because he was holding it as soon as he got to the dugout. I'm like, man, did he just break his finger trying to bunt that? Come on now. Um, so that's not good. I, but it could have the, – the dude that was doing the game for TCU on the broadcast <laughs> thought it was a leg injury. So who knows, man. And, oh, and Florida State turned a triple, triple play. play? Yeah. yeah, and you got to see one of the outs. <laughs> I've never seen a broadcast where they would literally show the guy hit the ball – and then just show him running to first. It's like my ex-wife filming Brady yeah. instead of following the play. Like you've got all these other cameras. They would he hit a ball, a line drive to Tibbs at first base, and all they did. And it's not really even the camera person's fault. It's whoever's in the truck directing yeah. it. Yeah. Like okay, now it's time to switch to where the ball got hit, man. Switch to the behind home plate cam. No, no, no. Or just watch the dude run all the way to first. And, oh, what ha- Oh, I guess there's a triple play inning over. How was it scored? So, what, like Tibbs caught it? Tibbs caught it. I think they were both stealing on the play. Mm. It was first and second, nobody out. They're both. It's a hit and run. Guy hits a line drive right at Tibbs. He catches it, throws to second to double that kid off. Then the kid that was trying to go to second is scrambling back to first, and they throw it to, uh, I think it's Jamie Arnold. Yeah. And he catches it and tags the kid out at, uh, yeah, at, at first base. Very nonchalantly, so. he did as a true freshman out there. Like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, we yeah triple it's triple play. He sees that all the time. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, that's a that's a really good weekend. It's a really positive development. I think Florida State fans are excited about um, seeing a team compete like that on the road. Like, not complete. Get up 10-4. You know, that Saturday game was great. Yes. The Friday night, was, the Friday night game was great, too, because that was close late. And then uh, Tibbs put it away with, I think, a bases-loaded double. Um, after they brought in a reliever, they might have walked uh, Jaime to get to him. Jaime had a great weekend. Nobody did on Saturday, on Sunday, but he had a great Friday their, and Saturday. Their two runs were bases loaded walks, like in the first inning. Yes. I think. I mean, they it? had two hits. Yeah. They had two hits. They had three errors and two hits. That's that's 2022 stuff and 12 strikeouts. Or no, I think they struck out 14 times. They were striking. Uh, they struck out a bunch on Friday night too, but they hung tough in that game and then they finally broke it open. So that was yeah. a good thing to see on on Friday. But yeah, they yeah I want them to. Out a lot, but everybody. In Saturday, they only struck out five times, I think. But yeah, they we got to knock down the strikeouts, and I don't like three errors, including the game loser. Um, that stuff will be. But we're seven games in. That yeah. stuff will be cleaned up. Um, Nander made a bad error on Saturday too. Um, he's had a decent start to this season, but they these are just in the these are. Uh, inexcusable but you you can't you can't make errors like this the error on saturday was just he's taking a force throw at second base it hits him right in the chest and he drops the ball because he's trying to turn the double play too quick and it cost him a run you can't do that man you can't do that especially not a fifth year senior that stuff has to stop um i'm sure he's gotten that message and he knows that anyway but yeah i mean i liked what i saw from them in the late innings to bust it open in the middle innings after they took a 5-2 lead TCU comes right back and makes it 5-4, and they go and score five runs and what we thought put the game away. But that's good to see. Like, Cam Smith hits a home run. Ferrer hits another bomb to center. They got some big two-out hits. They got, they, they got runners home from third with less than two outs. All that kind of stuff that you have to do to beat good teams, they did. And uh, seven games in, 6-1, and one, probably be ranked somewhere in the top 15, I would think. Uh, it's a really good, it's, that's a really good start to uh, the link Jared era. And it is very early, but good to see Colton Vincent being pretty productive at the plate, right? That yeah. was um, by, defensively, he'll make some. He'll, he's got a hose, and you're like, "Wow, that's nice." But then sometimes he won't cover home plate nice on a on a 
pass ball. But, man, right now, again, early, but he's batting 409, uh, slugging 727, and his on base is 480. Well, he, he what is he slugging? 727. Yeah, last year he slugged, I'm going to guess last year he slugged 280 or 300. I mean, he it was ridiculous. He hit 180. He had like six extra base hits all year. So he's almost reached his whole output from last year in extra base hits in seven games. And you're getting a better hitter than him back. The kid from West Virginia will be joining the lineup at some point. Yeah, maybe as a DH, maybe he's the catcher just full time. And Colton Vincent was like, thanks for your service. We don't know, but McGuire Holbrook will be a big deal for this team when he's, uh, when he's available to play. Colton Vincent slugged 231 last year. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's jumped up uh, 500 points. Not bad. I By mean, the, look, it'll it'll come down. I doubt my man is going to slug in the 700s this year. But even if he slugs in the four mid 400s, that is an a, a drastic. He's a he's a, a a competent college hitter now. Switch it going to switch hitting was huge for him. He had a big double in that game on Saturday. Like that's he had one of their three hits on uh, on Sunday. This is a to get a guy any offense from him at all after what you yes. saw last year yes. um, is a is a really big development and gives you a nice piece whether he stay it gives you more options whether he can stay at catcher and now Holbrook become or maybe he becomes your DH and Holbrook's your catcher whoever you like better defensively but he's given himself a, a chance now to stay in the lineup when Holbrook is healthy again which you know if you if you'd have told us two weeks ago be like yeah no chance man we've seen yeah. enough of Colton Vincent to know that yeah. that's not going to play but. Clearly, he's improved. I was going to try to look up and see how Notre Dame did in their season opener this year at home, uh, but they haven't played one single home game. Their home opener. No, that's what they do. Yeah, they, they go on the road and yeah. play in these tournaments or play on the road because of the weather. Yeah, March 21st will be their yeah. first home game. So, Did they win? How'd they do? Uh, how are they doing right now? They are currently, drumroll, 3-3. Three and three. Oh, oh. With wins well, they, over now look, Lipscomb and Greensboro, North Carolina Greensboro. Oh, they were playing UNC Greensboro. That's funny. I'm sure they scheduled that because Link. Yeah. And then Link leaves, yeah. and they're still they're still playing. Uh, it's the Link Jarrett Bowl. But uh, yeah, you know they that, now obviously they lost Link, which hurts a lot. But they lost a lot of a lot of experienced talent off that team from last year too. Florida State's got a ridiculous homestand coming up, like eight games or something like that. Yeah. It starts yeah. Wednesday against USF, 5 p.m commute friendly uh, start mm. so and then this weekend they'll have florida gulf coast at hauser so get on out support the Knowles. i'll be there i'll be there for a couple of them probably when you get into town i don't want to blur get into cover. town on thursday because we got uh we, we we get our luncheon thing on friday um so i'll be in town thursday brady's got a game on thursday so i'll leave after that and head on back to t hesse um all right we'll do some more shows hey hey what about the tinder buddy Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So there's uh, a. <laughs> so we got that. So to keep to post to to recap. Yes. You went on a Tinder date on Tuesday and liked it. Went well. It was it was like a drink, right? It wasn't yeah, like correct. a long. Yeah, one. one drink. Yes, one drink. But you liked it. You yeah. you felt like there was a connection there at least a little bit, and you seemed you get along and had a, had good conversation. Yeah. And then on Thursday, you had a Tinder date with someone else. Yes. Let's correct. go. Let's um, go. Let's hear it. Slight problem. Uh, uh -oh. She's uh, she's really, uh, really like really good looking. Like she's well, that is a problem. I can see why you that you you classify that as a problem. She also has like a really, really great career. Uh oh. Um, and she's a former Division One athlete. So I'm like, is it like, Brooke Wyckoff? 
stop it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Happily um, married. Is she? Right, happily yeah, married. I say. Uh, scratch her off the list. Um, yeah, no, it went really good. It went really good, though. Uh, but I'm just like, I'm, I almost had imposter syndrome, but I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I was like just playing with house money the whole time. Uh, I, it, yeah, it was crazy because like, I'm pretty confident. And like a lot of my arguments and complaints about dating in this town is like, it's just there's not all that many women I'm very like physically attracted to. And then the ones that I am aren't physically attracted. Sorry, Corey. I'm a shallow pig. Everybody. I want to be attracted to the person I'm spending my time with. I'm no, a I, 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 man, you're, you're saying that the women, the, the female population in, in Tallahassee, isn't that attractive are just the ones you see that come up in your well, yeah. And these dating apps, listen, they're okay. either like 25, which I can't, I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could, but I've gone on dates with 25 year olds. And it's just, mm. it, it's not happening anymore. I think I've, I've kind of hit that sort of wall. And then I don't know, like, and then again, when my age are not aligned with what I want long-term or whatever, that's for another discussion. But um, yeah, so it's like, wow, she's like, because she's, she, and it was funny because she meant, she made some sort of comment, like she's only been on four dates. They've all been horrible. One of the guys looked absolutely nothing like his photos and like almost bragged about it when he got out, when he married. was like, yeah, no one looks like their photos. That's how this thing works. And I was like, it's fine. I get it. Here's a photo of me from like a wedding two, three weeks ago. And then she was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean to sound shallow. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm the audience. I get it. It's cool. And she looked better than her photos. So like you mm. never expect that going into it. Um, and she seems really nice, like genuinely like a nice human being. So all this to say, like, who am I? Do you, do you know what yeah. you're doing here? So you're in your head. So, um. I guess this is the the question everybody wants to go, and then we'll get out of here. So that happened on Thursday, right? Was there any communication since? As we record this on Sunday night, yes, on Friday. Uh, you're, you're, oh, fr the next day. Does she know what you do? Like who you are and who you know? And yeah, it was funny when I told her I worked. She's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, oh, and this is the thing. Like I, I don't know. I feel like our my job is pretty straightforward. Like I do video for a website that covers Florida State sports. Yeah, but you right? do more than that. You're a podcast host. Too. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, oh, what kind of podcast? I'm like, oh, it's all about murder. So like, oh, my God, I love it. I'm like, I'm just kidding. It's about football. I'm like, oh, <laughs> gross. Right. I'm going to explain it to her. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I work for a website that covers Florida State Sports. And she's like, what's the name of the website? I'm like, War Change. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like, one of my best friends, like, loves Florida State. And it's always on the website. Mm. So, buddy, if you're listening to this, um, I don't know. Just pretend I didn't go on it. It's fine. I went on a day with a girl the night before. It's totally fine. It's normal. I don't feel two days before two days, two days before. before. Yeah, it was, you know. a two day window. That's fine. So, well, that's awesome, Maslon. I'm happy for we'll you. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, kids. We should probably stop talking about okay. it. Okay. Because it might get back to her. Man, he was going on and on. He thinks y'all are in love. Oh, I don't want no. that to be. I don't want that to be happening. So, uh, hey, you don't care. Be flipping about it. Yeah, whatever. Hey, man, man. whatever happens, happens. Bro. You know, that's yeah. what I tell Brady all the time. Be aloof. Yeah. They love aloof. Uh, you know who doesn't like a loofer contractors? My 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 kitchen, my shower's never gonna get done, everybody. But my shower actually does function. So Corey, real quick, I just complain about this. Plumber comes okay. to install my new shower, like the new fixtures or whatever, and I give them the valve. The valve's got you know you connect all the pipes to it. They leave. The tile guys come up. So the tile guys then basically put up drywall, but it's not drywall. It's made of cement uh, inside the shower because they're gonna tile over that. Well, the plumber does not install, like, my tub spout. Because, like, you know, like, when you turn on the bathtub, you've got this thing spitting out all the water. They didn't install that. The plumber, the tile guys just put the wall up over there like everything is fine. I've got to call the plumber. They've got to knock out a different wall.
to not screw up the cement wall that the tile guys have pulled up. Mm. I've got to get a drywall guy to fix that. Plumber comes back two days later and is like, oh, yeah, we can't install this tub spout after all. There's something wrong with the threading on it. Then my freaking carpenter flakes out on me three days in a row. Um, so I've been taking L's here uh, in my, my shower renovation. I'm not happy about it, Corey. So the, the, the whole reason me bringing this up is kids work really hard so that you can just buy an awesome house that's totally ready when you buy it and move into it. Because yeah, renovating a house when you live in yeah. it is the pits. That's ideal. Yeah, you're not. You, this I feel bad for you, buddy. Every weekend it's something else. <sighs> but I'm getting my bathtub refinished today, so there's only one more day I'll have to shower at the gym, and then I'll be be able to shower my own house again. I've been I've been able to shower, and I just don't have a tub spot, which is really weird. But it's fine. It's great. It's fine. Great. It's fine. Cool. You could shower at uh, what's her name's house. Hey, there we go. Touche. Um, <laughs> we're done, everybody. Uh, but we're not done for the week. Uh, we got plenty more coming up uh, over at Wordchant.com. We'll do at least two more shows for you, folks. Probably a live show, Corey. I know you're getting back Thursday, so maybe Wednesday. Maybe, maybe. Tenuous, but we'll try. <laughs> Would you rather do it Thursday? We don't have to do a whole planning session. We've, we've dragged the show out for like eight we'll minutes. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock, 93.3 FM in Tallahassee, as well as War Chan TV. That's our YouTube channel. It's totally free. Five-star interview on the way up, please. Thumbs up, please. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Chan, presented by the Corner Pocket Barn Grill.